everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fans of Power Podcast, the only podcast dedicated weekly to give you everything from Hima and Ashira and everything in between. As always, I'm Brian Ozone, along with my guys. You got Joe Amato and you got Tyler Baker. What's going on, guys? What's up, what it is? my man? So how's everything, man? Going good, going good. How about you? Uh, doing good, you know, just, uh, you know, did a little painting in the house today. Um, what did great you paint? To be paint here again, do another episode and, uh, you know, do some BSing with you guys about some good stuff that we love. And, um, I know Joe, you, you, uh, you have, uh, um, something you want to start the show off with. Yeah, so, uh, I'll turn to, to get Michael Bay to direct the He-Man movie, right? Exactly. No, stop with Michael Bay shit. I thought we quit that last time. <laughs> All right. Well, I won't bring I won't mention anything like that, but <laughs> what I will mention is um there's a fan out there who he he really likes, you know, the pre-filmation stuff. Not that he hates filmation, but he's more into the pre-filmation stuff and he brought up a really interesting topic. And his topic was if Shira would have been introduced like how He-Man was originally with no secret identity and no, like, you know, how there's Adam and He-Man, so no Adora. How do you think they would have tackled She-Ra and her story? Where, like, where she would have came from? And would it have been the same village as He-Man? Would they, you know, have been separated sometime when they were a child and one grew up in one village or another or something? But it just sounded really interesting. So I was just wondering what your guys' thoughts were of how do you think they would have tackled She-Ra if she wouldn't have had the secret identity, no Adora, and how that would have been? You know, just comparing to like the you know original stuff with He-Man with no Adam. Now I, I'm a little confused. Now, do you mean she's not Randor's daughter at all? Well, she's, that's the thing. Well, here's the thing you know that I mean, he, like, because that because well, that can change that changes everything. And it, well, that's the thing that's cool about it. I mean, he really didn't say. I don't think he did mention, if I'm not mistaken. And his name is Benali Canalis. That's his name, by the way. That's the fan who brought it up. Um, I'm not sure if he mentioned that. I don't know if he said they can still be right. brother and sister. I think and, generally when people say pre-promotion, they're, they're thinking the original start of He-Man, where there is no secret identity, no royal palace, right, no right, right, none of that right. stuff. It's strictly He-Man came from a tribe, was given the yeah, weapons, yeah. he friends, you know, Stratus and Man at Arms, and mm -hmm. you know, takes care of business. So, yeah, um, I, I think I think it, it could possibly work. Actually, a couple of ways. All right, what kind of ways you thinking? Um, I definitely kind of look at it. Is like a Conan the Barbarian approach, like like the film, where like she would kind of be like, we kind of be like Valeria, where she Valeria yeah, would kind of come up in a, in a similar upbringing as uh, a, a, a fierce woman could 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 come from anywhere, you know, like how you know, in the in the movie. I'm just going to reference the movie because that's what I know a whole lot more about than the, the Robert E. Howard stories and, and the Marvel comics and things like that. But mm -hmm. like how Conan came from a tribe, you know, and eventually kind of grew into the warrior he was kind of he-man has that similar not 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 you know complete uh same background but i think she-ra you know if people are going to say she's she-ra that that was her given name she's probably named after a a, a character of of mythology in, on eternia so they 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 call her she-ra in honor of that like her parents do or something like that and she could be trained as a fierce warrior you know you could have her her parents being wiped out by the horde to kind of tie it to that. 
Mm -hmm. So she always kind of has like this vendetta towards the Horde in particular, kind of like how Kearney had a thing against Thulsa Doom and taking him out. Mm -hmm. And you could have her being a very serious character who is just as worthy of, you know, wielding a power sword like He-Man. And they could probably kind of come together like in in a battle against the Horde. You know, like He-Man, you know, sees that the Horde have invaded this Mm -hmm. certain village. She's tracking the Horde and all of their, you know, their... You know they're they're you know running all over the place in Eternia like plundering and sacking. Oh, so you'd villages. keep the horde. You'd have the horde on Eternia as well then. That's oh yeah, yeah, saying. yeah. I, I you know if, if I just uh, that's just one way. Okay. You know? And then the other one I, I could definitely see like you know Shira as as a baby being abducted and raised as, as Hordak's daughter. You know, and and she's raised as a beautiful seductress. You know, so that she can infiltrate villages and kind of hear what people are planning on doing if they're planning on rebelling or not paying their taxes. <laughs> they wouldn't know like that she's a whore member. Yeah, it's a spy because she's just a beautiful blonde right. woman. And, you know, she could you know talk to, you know, the local bartender. Or she could seduce guys and stuff like that. But she'd be just as fierce, you know, with the sword. And eventually she, she kind of realizes that, you know, the thing that she's doing are completely mm-hmm. wrong. And based on the fact that she has renounced the horde, that makes her worthy of, of wielding the power sword as well. Okay, those are interesting. What about you? What about you, Brian? I don't know if I take it. I don't know if I leave it. I mean, it's um, it's a cool concept. I I I I, I think it could work in certain ways. Um, but it it I think it works better the way that it's written. Um, as them being sister, uh, brother and sister. And um, the abduction um, and then finding out years later, you know, getting back together, the reunion. Um, I think it, I, I just think it would work better that way, maybe because I know it that way. Um, I think uh, that's the reason why I'm going to go with that. Um, but just leaving it still as He-Man, She-Ra, no Adore, no Adam, just He-Man and She-Ra, period. That's what you mean. Like if they possibly could have been separated, you know, as, you know, babies even then, but somehow being reunited, but no secret identity or something like that. Is that what you mean? Uh, no, I mean with the secret identity. I mean um, if you're going to go no secret identity, then I mean, yeah, I mean they could be two different entities, you know, um, they don't even have to be um, anything um, combined or, or uh, related. You know, they're just two separate warriors um, just fighting, um, you know, to survive. So and, no relation uh, at all or anything? No, you know, and then maybe one day um, the sorceress decides to give them the power sword and the, the, the sword of protection and it kind of brings them together as a team. And, you know, they fight for the, the right of good. Uh, that That's the only thing that I could see happening mm-hmm. if, if in fact, the uh, if you're going to go that way. But mm-hmm. um, I just I, to me, I, I, I just think it works better the way it's been written. Um, maybe if he had a, like a backstory or he wrote something for it and I, and I read it, you know, maybe he could sway my mind better. Yeah, because he does. I mean, I think he's been trying to do some like independent of his own little, you know, fanfic stories. So maybe something we'll kind of build upon because, you know, after reading, you know, it's like after reading some of the, you know, 
the mini comics that maybe you haven't read for years, you know, the, not just Alcala, but, you know, the ones that Mark Texera, you know, drew and everything. Yeah, those yeah, those yeah. had some really great stories and did make you think because how those were, you know, it was always just He-Man. There was no Prince Adam, even though He-Man is defined as the most powerful man in the universe, yes, as we've always known. This was, you know, this isn't the most powerful man that we know from filmation that can move planets. This is just a strong guy that can be bested, if you will, by other people of just, I guess you want to say, very good skills and supposedly not as strong. So after just after he brought that up, I mean, that was an interesting topic. Just thinking, mm -hmm. okay, would would she be related to He-Man? Would they both be from, you know, I mean, like you said, would they have been separated, somehow reunited later? Would they both been two savage brother and sister warriors that were raised in a tribe just like how He-Man was originally, and she was too, and they both were destined for something and eventually separated to maybe one go across one part of Eternia to help and the other to another side, because you'd figure what would be the situation that would give her... Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I can see that. You know, you, 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 you separate them for the fact is, is that one's needed for one cause and one's needed for another cause, and I could see that happening, um, you know, because it, it's just like just it's just like superheroes. You, you you don't have every superhero in one city. They're all in different cities fighting for the right of good. Mm -hmm. So you know that could make sense. That yeah, Dora would go to Etheria, and He Man would be on Eternia fighting against the evil. Yeah, because um, however I, it worked. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it would be interesting. Like I said, it would yeah, just I could be see that happen. Yeah, because like what could bring – what would be the situation – meaning like how we know He-Man when he traveled off from his home and his, his jungle and eventually you know rescued uh, the goddess, a.k.a. the sorceress, whatever you want to call her, the green version from that beast right. that was attacking. Then she you know gave him the weapons that he was worthy of, and then he became stronger with the power vest and whatever with his weapons. Yeah. Like yeah. would She-Ra have had that same type of you know I guess opportunity given weapons to – at a different time or both together they were both destined to get these and then separate you know it's just it's it's an interesting little thought of it but mm -hmm. just to not have like you said the secret identity and the over superpower that we're used to in filmation because filmation loves giving the what i always call superman strength to where right. it's planet well you see the way i look at it is it's like what we talked about last time about like king he-man being just he-man and no adam anymore um <laughs> Being that we know that He-Man is Adam and Adam is He-Man and, you know, the secret identity, uh, I, you know, it's hard to now imagine that there's not that, um, that, 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 that secret identity anymore, so to speak, you know, to just, to, just to take that away, it, it kind of sucks. It kind of like ruins it. So being that we know what we know, it kind of, you know, like I said, if he if he would write something about it and like, you know, like a nice backstory or whatnot, mm -hmm. I would love to read it to see what he has to say about it. And maybe, you know, it, it would make sense. But knowing what I know and, you know, for the last 30 something years, it's, it's kind of hard to say, OK, well, all right, I'm not going to, you know, remember that anymore and, and I'm going to move on to something else. It's so a great it's idea. Tricky. It's kind of harder, tricky to envision Shira with yeah. no secret identity. Yeah. You're saying, at least for you, know, yeah. okay. Especially now that she's got like the Sparrow going on, and you know, and, and and with the Horde and Force Captain Adora and everything else. 
but I mean to um it, it's just hard to um just change a character like that you know like if he had a great backstory or, or even like a nice small little bio to explain something you know I, I'd love to read it you know it might make sense to me and uh it might make me think oh yeah shit that'll work you know Okay. Well, we'll put you. We'll put Benali up to that. Uh, yeah. That challenge. Yeah, definitely. And, and see what he could do. Because, I mean, it's like like I was telling you both, and like I always said to Tyler one time. I always myself. I, I've said this a lot. I always envisioned. I wished I could have seen an Alcala Shira back then, just to see that what. Cool. What, what? I mean, just to see what could it have been like? Because you never know. know. He might have. He might have drawn it. Just it's not out there. You know. Because yeah, just that, like I said, you get lost in these comics. Like I said, because just like the ones we're going to discuss later, I mean, you forget about it. You forget that there's no Prince Adam in some of these. Because if they're written sure. well, you're still into it. And you forget, like, sure. wait a second, that was just He-Man. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, 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 you can go, you know, there's many comics where he is just He-Man because, you know, it's just a fight, you know. And, uh, you know, it's him walking through the woods and getting summoned by the sorceress, and the sorceress is like, "Hey, Skeletor's up to no good. You got to go get him." And then, then you know, throughout the whole thing, uh, he's He-Man until maybe like the last box where, uh, you know, he's kicking back and and Eternos and laughing mm-hmm. about the day. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, yeah, I I understand that. Yeah. Well, I, I gotta tell you what. Um, why don't we take a break? When we come back, let's talk about one of the mini comics, and then maybe a particular character that might be one of these mini comics that we're gonna discuss, <laughs> and see where we go from there. Cause it'll be pretty good. Sounds good. You're listening to a podcast from PopCultureNetwork.com. And we're back from break, guys. Um, we have. Someone special to uh, join us now that came up with a pretty cool idea. Our uh, producer, Dirt, has uh, a question to ask us. Um, It's actually really cool, and um, he wanted to share it with everybody. So, Dirt, take the mic and ask us your question, please. All right, wait, wait. To be fair, I didn't ask to share it with everybody. You guys told me I had to come on and do this. All right. We're trying to to give you a little credit. All right. All right. So, you know. Following up on the last segment, you're talking about alternate histories, uh, you know, this idea of She-Ra uh, coming in in a different way into the, the He-Man mythos. And the idea I had was going back to the original ideas uh, that I remember uh, as He-Man from the mini comics and the, the toys is that, you know, he was just this savage, powerful guy who came from this tribe, uh, you know, who who came to fight and was, you know, brought up to rise up against Skeletor and, you know, fight back his evil army. And so I thought if you were to continue on that type of thread, you could do a story where He-Man, um, you know, defeats Skeletor, brings peace to the planet. Um, Eternia is, you know, years and years of joy, whatever. And then Hordak is able to invade, either open a dimensional rift or he, you know, comes from another planet or whatever. He brings his army in and, as Joe was speaking earlier, talking about how He-Man is a powerful guy, you know, the most powerful guy, but but he could still be defeated by someone maybe who was more cunning or, or underhanded. Uh, Hordak actually kills He-Man. And with He-Man dead, the planet needs a protector. And so you could have characters like, say, Tila and Man-at-Arms who go out back into the jungle. Uh, they find He-Man's tribe and they find his daughter 
and they bring his daughter in front of the sorceress to give her the power for her to become the new protector. So she rises up as She-Ra uh, in order to fight against Hordak and then continue on the family legacy of being the protector of the planet. And that's that's a different dynamic between He-Man and She-Ra, but it it you know goes back to that some of that early you know mini comic stuff where there is no Prince Adam, there is no King Randor, it's you know none of that stuff. It's back to that almost like Conan the Barbarian type mm-hmm. stuff, um, where it's it's you could bring her up as being a a family member, a daughter, um, and she's given the power then to become a protector of the planet. <laughs> And she's just She-Ra. You know, she's whatever her name was before. Now she is She-Ra, the protector of Eternia. And that was well, just the idea all, I had in my head. Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to say uh, it's a good thing we don't get paid to do this because we would have had to definitely have to give you some money for that. Because <laughs> it's a pretty damn good idea. Um, uh, Tyler, I'll let you go first. What, what are your thoughts? That could per- that could work very good because um. Because something like this, there could be no light and fluffy bubblegum aspect to Shira. If you're going, to, if you're going to introduce her in this aspect in this kind of uh, world and storyline that's set up, I mean, that there there can be no. I mean, I, I, the cartoon is fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but to introduce Shira in this kind of um, uh, realm of, of of story, she that 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 has got to be gone. And I, I see her as. As a Red Sonia type, yeah. you know, maybe she has seen some rough stuff with her father being gone and not really maybe even knowing who he is. Maybe maybe she was when she was when she was, you know, given birth to he man is gone. He probably who knows, maybe he wasn't even aware he even had a child not to make he man an illegitimate father. Is not <laughs> or hey, wait a second. Board. Tyler, Tyler, is that why he maybe originally left the tribe like, see you suckers, I'm gone. I ain't paying child support, I'm here. Adios, I gotta go venture out, people. <laughs> There's <laughs> tons of he and she children just like, scattered sorry, across man, the planet. I, I, Right. So yeah, yeah. it's just like you know what when the when the the, the time to, time to come mm-hmm. collect he's like oh man here comes Hordak oops, <laughs> but um, I, I definitely could see her as someone who probably has um, had a rough childhood, grown up, has defended herself a lot from you know evil warriors or, or Grizzlor comes to the village you know so she's probably seen some stuff, learned how to fight and of course when she's given this responsibility she becomes even better. But definitely as a Red Sonya type who's as cunning as she is beautiful. She's, uh, I mean, strong with a sword. I mean, she could take on, you know, multiple guys. I mean, I love tying it back to the original Conan where guys are being slain left and right. She goes into a tavern looking for answers. She doesn't hesitate to slam a guy's head across the table <laughs> to, to get answers like where, where are the whore taxi next or, or is, you know, where where is Leech? I know he's been through here. And she doesn't hesitate to put a... Uh, a small knife in the guy's palm on the table to that, get it and squeal. Right, that, nice. And I think yeah. that, could, that could really, especially knowing that her father was killed by the very guy who's invading and essentially making a, a good leap at, at, at taking a lot of control. So it, it could really, really work very good. That kind of character where she's just, she's all, she's not, she's all, um, all series, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying that they could you could throw in he- humor here and there when needed, but um, you know, I could see her riding a horse, you know, called you know Swift 
or swift win, but she probably wouldn't have the flying horse aspect. Mm-hmm. I could see her probably because you know you're kind of maintaining a very small element of the heavy fantasy. I think in in this where there's a lot of barbarian, a little bit of science, but it's not just such an extreme. Right. You got to yeah. You're gonna you're gonna hold the brakes on certain stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think her yeah. having you know uh, her own horse that carries in her into battle maybe give swift win some armor so to speak you know uh, right but um i i think it'd be a wonderful idea of like that making her just as as serious as 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 all can be and um awesome sword fights i mean write her almost um i i could almost because I'm, I'm thinking of like strong female characters you know like um yeah, I don't want to. I definitely don't want to make her like over the top series, but someone like uh, Ripley, you know, is or, or um. Well, you said it pretty it much not? earlier when you said Red Sonia. I mean, hey, Red, I mean, Red yeah, Sonia is, is it right there. You know, it's like she's she, perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. I think that's really about as good as you can get as 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 the character could be written. But um, I think it's a wonderful idea. Okay. Brian. Yeah, I, I I I I take it. You know, like um, you know, if uh, if we weren't ever introduced to the Shira character and we stuck with the barbaric Alkaela um imagery, the barbaric um sword and sorcery, and um, you know, the old the old plot, the dad dying and the son or daughter, you know, avenging mm. their death. Um, I, I, I love it. I love the idea. I think it's a cool, I think it's very cool. Um, you know, she's, she's probably going to be one of the toughest, uh, in the tribe or maybe a tribe leader or, uh, you know, the one, uh, or like the, uh, one of like the, um, generals in battle of her tribe, so to speak, you know, so she's got her father's traits, even though maybe like Tyler said, they never met. And, um, I like it. I like the idea. Uh, again, like I, I said, you know, when we were talking about it, maybe, you know, like the, uh, the filmation, um, cartoon that never came to be, uh, a hero, the son of He-Man, um, that would have been low. I would love to see that, you know, what, what would have happened with that? Uh, mm. you know, certain ideas I think can work. And I think certain ideas are goofy, but I, I think this would work. I think uh, there's there's no way in hell that this wouldn't be cool. I mean, it's a great idea for Shira. There's a great idea how to bring another the character Shira into the mythos of He-Man on Eternia and fight for the the right of good and to avenge her father's death. Um, I, I, I see it as a great way to bring her in. Um, and, uh, maybe the sorceress is the one that, um, gets, you know, finds her, you know, he man dies and she goes and finds his, her, his kin, which is She-Ra. And, um, she brings him the, she brings her to Grayskull, gives her the sort of protection, reads, her, you know, the rite of passage or whatever, and, um, makes her, um, Shira, you know, the most powerful woman in the universe. You know, and with so many different types of, you know, incarnations and storylines and backgrounds that we've had for all the, you know, the different ways He-Man or Shira, whatever's been, tra- you know, portrayed throughout the years. I mean, why not have something different? And it could be a cool little quick if if DC was ever to do another spin-off alternate reality. 
this could be a fun one. A little just, more just a quick thing before we go forward. Is, is is that over now? Is that series done? Sure, well, the Eternity still War butchering the property right now. Well, so I, I know Eternity they are. War, but Eternity is, War is came to an end. So think, there's no more. There's no more masters. These there's no more comics coming out or. I don't know if they're going to start another series, but I think Eternity War is over. Yeah, I, think I, yeah, I know the Eternity Wars are over. I'm a little pissed about that. Yeah. But that uh, well, yeah, like I said, you never know. Maybe they would do more. But this, like I said, yeah. I I think it could be cool because, you know, if if they wanted to play upon the, you know, no transformation. Because like I said, that's the thing that irritated me in these new comics was there's the transformation – but then there's also knowing that He-Man is Adam, She-Ra is Adora, vice versa. And like I said, that kind of opens right. up you know, trouble for alternate you know, identities. So, hey, if you're going to do one where they're not going to transform, then let's just not have the identities. And what if, like you said, He-Man was killed, as horrible as that would be? And I hate to even think of it, but let's say that is how you brought She-Ra in. And to make her his daughter, that is another cool twist. And just to have the more savage aspect and no, no sword to shield, sword to ropes. Sword to blanket, oh, sword no, yeah, like strictly, strictly just a power sword that slices <laughs> and dices in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, power sword, you know. Yeah, none of it. Yeah, none of the healing stuff. None of the telepathy. Just let let it be. And the other thing that's cool is. <laughs> It wouldn't bother me. It's just that sword to everything shit. Yeah, the sword. To, yeah, that was. Yeah, that was way too much. I mean, it was cool for the cartoon. Don't get me wrong, but again, we'll start the comparisons of who is better, He Man or Shiro? Who has more powers? Like, okay, forget it. That's why you know we only have to think of it like that. Because if He Man died and this was his daughter, and now Shira's taken over, then she's just another savage warrior, just how He Man was, and now she's got a you know take and defend the, the the name and honor of her family and avenge her father's death and protect from a new threat that is, you know, right. facing Eternia. Right, right. But that, yeah, that would be cool. Said, so, I, take, I think it's a great idea. I, I It's pretty cool that, mm-hmm. uh, that that Dirt came up with it, you know, of all people. Out of all people, Jesus. I, of you know, all like people, thanks. He, yeah, he well. never says nothing. <laughs> he brings up a pretty okay idea. But, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll give that to you, Benali. You know, if you're hearing this right now, and I'm sure you are, then maybe you can see if you can do a fanfic, maybe even play around with yeah. that right there and see yeah, what yeah, you yeah. do. Give, oh, give, and, us, and, give us some input, back, you know, backstory or something, man. It'd be great. You know, we'll share it on here and, uh, you know, let the other fans know about it. I mean, it's something cool. Um, great, was, it, it'll be great yeah. take on the character. I mean, you know, it's always good to get new, fresh ideas on, uh, you know, old material. So, sure. well, you know, well, always looking forward that, to that. When I, when I was looking through the book of, uh, the mini comics, uh, you know, the dark horse book that came out recently, it, it really brought to my mind how in a lot of the early comics, it, it, it brought to me this vision of, you know, the swords and fantasy of like, Airbrush paintings on the sides of seventies vans. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. Yeah, remember that stuff? That's like that's <laughs> the feeling that, that I got from a lot of those early mini comics. And if if I knew someone who could draw in that style, or maybe if I could take those and, you know, Photoshop them, manipulate them somehow, it, it you know, I got some of these weird stories just coming out of that idea of it being more savage and more fantasy. Yeah. You know. Like again, I mean I, I I've said it and I'll say it again. That's my favorite favorite aspect uh canon uh, i love that part of you know, he-man when he's a barbarian and I, I just love that part i just love the sword and sorcery part i really do i think it's the best part best version I'll tell you what well let's transition from that since we're talking about all that into 
one of the early mini comics. And while Alcala usually is the one, like I said, that's always quoted for that earlier barbarian aspect, people somebody do, else carried the torch for him. Yeah, I mean, people do forget about the ones that were drawn by Mark Texera. I mean, yeah. those were the ones that, like, where you had it, where mm-hmm. they introduced Trapjaw and Triclops and Ram Man, and in those, like I said, there was no He Man transforming. There was just nope. it was. He-Man, and it was barbaric. And it's still and it, in that barbaric style. Exactly, and like one in particular is the Terror of Triclops. And I tell you guys, if you haven't read that, I mean, you need to read. Anybody out there listening, you need to read that mini comic. Whether you get it, go get the Dark book. Horse book, man. It's yeah, all the, in there. It's yeah, totally get, worth the money. You'll you'll definitely definitely feel you'll get your money's worth. I mean, it's unbelievable how much how much material is in this book i mean mm-hmm. it's ridiculous you'll, there's, you'll def- there's, yeah there's quite a bit yeah. it's worth the money i mean you need to get this but this one is the terror of triclops and man his portrayal in this book is when we compare later about the other versions it's like wow i wish this is the triclops we could have got so much more of everywhere because, well, in this comic, it's the very quick summarization, then I'll pass it off to Tyler and Brian. You guys can, you know, give your thoughts on it. But Skeletor is tired of getting defeated. He wants to find somebody that can, you know, defeat He-Man because Skeletor admits even with his, like, a vast power, he can't do it. Beastman suggests Triclops, the hunter. And he's, he's called a hunter in this. That's what's kind of cool. He's always battling yeah. somebody or some demons. Skeletor yeah. uses a portal to see it. And you see he – I mean – sorry. You see Skeletor reach his hand through this portal, and then when the hand goes through the portal, it becomes this big, like, smoke kind of claw. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it brings it's, – it's, I love how it, it looks in there. And then he yeah. brings in Triclops. And – this is when you start seeing how bad Triclops is because, you know, he's wondering where the heck he is, how he got there. He's, you know, saying something to Skeletor. Here comes Beastman. But as Beastman's leaping at Triclops because he doesn't like how he's talking to Skeletor, Triclops. Uh, yeah, actually, he, you know, he stuck up for Skeletor. And yeah, yeah, like he yeah, really, Beast, yeah he, Beastman. Yeah, and, it's, it's, yeah, he, uh, he actually up. stood by uh, Skeletor's side and stuck up for him. Exactly, he stands up for his master, but he's sitting there, he leaps at Triclops, and Triclops one-handed grabs Beastman by his throat, and bam, whips him right into a wall. And he's wondering how he could see that. And that's when Triclops then starts talking about his abilities, about his panoramic vision. You know, he can see from all sides. But of course, then he got blasted in the back from Skeletor with a beam, and then Triclops didn't like that. But then, you know, Skeletor was saying something like, you know, hey, you know, I know somebody that maybe you can fight if you can take out my nemesis, He-Man. And he's wondering, you know, like, okay, that's the most powerful man, and that would be, you know, a great challenge. He's wondering what profit it would be to him, and Skeletor is like, well, I'll share the Dominion with you if I can conquer Castle Grayskull. So he then sets it up where he is, Triclops, to then go after He-Man. But they got to separate He-Man from who he's with. He-Man's with Battle Cat, Tila, Ram-Man. And this is when Skeletor is using his powers again. He uses this thing to suddenly distract Battle Cat to make him want to go into a cave, like he's restless and tired. Battle Cat goes into this cave. He thinks something's ahead, he says, but he can't see because his eyes haven't adjusted to the darkness. And then with one punch, bam, Triclops knocks out Battle Cat with one punch. And of course awesome. he mentions – and it is. It's awesome. I was like – and of course he mentions yeah. that he has – night vision so every time you're seeing something he's then explaining basically now you know why so he has night vision and that's how he's seen battle cat before battle cat could see him the next person to get distracted 
was Ram Man. Ram Man thought that he had the feeling that <laughs> yeah, he felt like hey, I guess he thinks that He Man and Tila want to be alone, so he wants to just walk away. And he starts going into the forest, and there's Triclops and it's standby. blonde Tila too. And yeah, oh yeah, the blonde Tila, that exactly. And you yeah, see Triclops, <laughs> yeah, the better. T- yeah, and I agree. Exactly. I love this Tila more than any Tila ever. Exactly. And then Triclops is by a tree. He basically taunts, um, you know, Ram Man by calling him a, you know, a Dunderhead. Dunderhead. Yeah, Dunderhead. <laughs> and then Ram Man doesn't like that. He's like, oh, wait, you're a friend of Skeletor. You mean harmed, you know, us. He flies at him. And then suddenly Triclops steps to the side. Ram Man hits into a tree. And then the coolest thing, it's like a one-two combo. Because Rayman, yeah. as he hits the tree, it looks like basically Triclops just takes his hand or fist and Old then sh- face jams him down right into the ground. At least that's how it looks. Yeah, it so, looks like that, yeah. So he, yeah. as you've seen, first he took you know Beastman by the throat like nothing. He knocks out Battle Cat. He knocks out Rayman. Then the next thing you see is Teela and He-Man, and they're kind of like, uh, they're, uh, they're playing, you know. They're sitting there, and they're, they're flirting with each other. It's kind of a tender moment, and bam. Triclops takes shows him, up there. Takes him up by surprise. Exactly. And then here comes Triclops again. Tila, though, wants to come to, you know, of course, He-Man's aid or their aid and says, you know, you're going to feel the wrath of the warrior woman, Tila. And Triclops don't care who you are. He backhands Tila. He backhands her, too, and knocks her out. He-Man didn't like that. So that, of <laughs> course... He- He's knocking everybody out in this one. He's, he's portrayed very strong. So check him out. I mean, he's a hunter. He ain't playing around, yeah. and he wants his biggest challenge, who right now is finally he has He-Man. And they're going back and forth, you know, head, you know, toe-to-toe. And suddenly, here comes Triclops again. What's he do? He uses a blinding light from one of his other eyes that blinds He-Man, and then Triclops starts getting the best of him there. But He-Man recovers, uses his shield, you know, to block it. Bam, knocks Triclops back. And after all that, here comes um, Skeletor, but Triclops sees him from a distance, and he actually kind of warns everybody. He's like, Skeletor hurls, hurls a treacherous bolt of destruction. Look out. Skeletor didn't like that Triclops was failing, so he shot a blast at him. Then He-Man came to the defense of Triclops, put his shield in the way, and saved him from it. And then after that, you see, uh, besides Skeletor disappearing, you see a little, like something disappearing. It's like, he must have did, uh, he must have had some mystical ability of his own because Triclops disappeared. And then, of course, you see Skeletor then just back in his lair at the end thinking about who he could find and how he can triumph over He-Man again. So at that last part, though, I wasn't quite sure. And maybe, Tyler, you can – beyond you know both of you guys saying everything, your thoughts on it. I almost thought, did Triclops have magic abilities to where he disappeared or did Skeletor make him disappear? But that was the end. I, I clearly think Skeletor made him disappear. I mean, there's, I there's no there's there's no evidence of tri- Triclops using anything more than than his his skills. I mean, which is you right. know, his sword, the 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 sword, you know, is is is, is um, the swords in his eyes, sword fighting skills, his cunning, and you know, his his visor, and that's it. You know, plus yeah. it, it would be a bit silly to sit there and just like for con- for convenience for the story decide that Triclops can use magic. Yeah, you know, it's like a, the, this kind of random. Images you see in coloring books and other stuff like where Man at Arms is firing something out of his hand because they just happen to draw him like that for whatever reason, you know. It's, you know and I'm not talking about formation where he has the the gauntlets that fire blasts. I mean, like a blast coming out of the palm of his hand here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like in um, even in the MYP, he had a lot of uh, transformations. Yeah, that was that was overkill. <clears throat> I hate that. I hate that interpretation of Man at Arms. But yeah. um, but uh, um, 
Nah, I, I really think it's just Skeletor. Like always, he make he, he likes to make a big magical exit, and that was one of his uh, many. And so Skeletor basically just warped Triclops out of there, and it just, of course, confused He-Man and them. But uh, most people should have known, like you said, mm-hmm. it was just probably Skeletor that made him vanish. I would say so. Okay. And so uh, what were your thoughts of this whole interpretation of Triclops and everything then in this mini-comic? Well, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I think it portrayed him as a strong character, um, a real player in the game. He, um, I mean, he really knocked out, what, four or five people, you know, and um, bitch, mm-hmm. bitch slapped Tila. I mean, you know, he uh, he didn't hold back. I mean, he he really is a, a, a bad guy. He's a villain. And, um Pretty much uh, in this, he's kind of like a mercenary, you know. He's uh, he's working for Skeletor for cause, and I, 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 for me, I see a lot of Blade in this for some reason. Okay. Um, from the movie, the eighty-seven. I want to jump in with you there. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> there's just a lot of. Uh, I don't know. Like I just, I just see a lot of blade in him in in this comic book, or even sometimes with with Triclops with the sword fighting and whatnot. Because it's like Triclops is known to fight with his sword um, and his visor, and he likes to, you know, because he was a swordsman, um, and um, so was Blade. Mm. But um, I don't know. I just, I just see a connection, or or maybe an origin. You know, like they stole later on for Blade. Um, for the movie, and I know Tyler is an expert on the movie and everything, so you know he might have more to say about that. But um, it, you know, I, I like it. I think it was a cool comic book. I, I honestly think it portrayed him as a strong character, um, a strong villain for the side of bad. Not even just for Skeletor, because he really wasn't, you know, on Skeletor's side. Um, the whole time, you know, he, um, he... just basically almost a challenge. Cause I seen like, you know, as you've seen, I mean, he's called the hunter, not a bounty right. hunter. A hunter. Yeah. Well, well maybe think... he is a bounty hunter, you know, maybe they call yeah. him the hunter for short. You never know. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It's just, I think you know? yeah, it looks like he just loves a challenge, likes a fight. Yeah. Maybe he's been wanting to fight this most powerful man. In yeah. The without a doubt. And again, it's, that's, that's why I see the, the connection between blade because remember blade says I waited a very long time for this when they finally had that encounter in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I, I, I you know, I, I like it. I like this. I, I like to share it too. I got a soft spot for him. I think he kind of carried the torch with Al-Kayla, um, with, um, the style that he started. So I have a soft spot for it. I, um, I enjoyed all the mini comics he's done. Yeah. And, they were uh, all great. All great. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and you know, again, like I said, I I, I love it. So mm-hmm. I have Tyler, no problems pon- with it. Ponder this, Tyler. Ponder this. You know, it's Blade. You know, he you only see one eye, and Triclops. You know, of course, he has three, but usually it's only one in the front. So do you think possibly, maybe there was a thought of having Triclops in the '87 movie, and then became Blade because they couldn't maybe possibly do Triclops like how they wanted, or is it just a big coincidence and they just wanted a, a different character? Simply a coincidence, um, you know, because He-Man has its 
fair share of guys who whose choice of weapon is a sword from Fisto, Jitsu, He-Man, Skeletor, uh, Blade, Triclops. Mm-hmm. A lot a lot of guys who, who like to use a sword as their as their as their weapon instead of a blaster or something like that. But um mm-hmm. I there's one thing that and, and I, I, I have this based on this mini comic alone. On, on no other uh, other canons of, of that Triclops has been featured in. There's one thing in that story that separates him from Blade. Period. Like it, it makes Triclops. He and I like the idea of them kind of being. They work for Skeletor for money. Probably don't particularly like each other because Triclops does have have a code of honor. And it's in that one panel where Heeman says, you didn't kill my friends. Of course not. I was hired to kill you. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That right there says that, you know, you know, he he has honor. He's not about to like Blade clearly is out for blood. He would do it for free if you asked him to. (laughs) He'd do it by damage. Yeah. Funny character. Yeah. And but I, I could see, you know, you know. I, Triclops comes out. He's always of the Fab Five original villains. That's what I've always referred to him as in my mind. You know, Faker, Evil and Merman, Beastman, Triclops, and Trapjaw. Right. Even Triclops in the, you know, the, the disappearance, you know, that's who uh, Skeletal called into yeah. Snake Mountain. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's he's always he's always been the the best since. I mean, because of his his look, he fights with a sword. And on this one here, I mean, him being a you know, not we're not going to get like over goody goody coat of honor bounty hunter. I mean, he he de- definitely has evil in him, and that's what it needs to be. You can almost write him in, as a character that kind of teases the audience, like could he decide to switch sides because he does have a sense of honor. He he will he if you hire him to kill Tila, that is what he's going to go out and do. But if it's probably in a situation where like Tila's around children or something like that. He may wait till she's alone or something like that, but he is mm-hmm. still going to attack her. But I don't like the idea of, you know, these these fantastic villains turning good. But he could definitely be somebody that every now and then, you know, he may tease the the writer, whoever be writing, would tease the, the 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 readers or the audience in a new cartoon or whatever that there's like a sense of like maybe a, like a small good mm-hmm. bone in, in Triclops, you know, and he definitely yeah, comes up with somebody yeah. no, that has be. a lot of memorable fights with He-Man because obviously he would be hired a lot to do things that He-Man would have to go and stop him. I could see them having some, I mean, probably even more memorable sword fights than he would have with Skeletor well, because he'd have to be fighting he, him a lot. He also is a human being, so, you know, he, you know, has well, that human... Too. Why? Blade's a human being, too. Yeah, yeah, but you, you don't know you don't know what uh, path Blade took. You know, Blade might have had a, a different upbringing, or he might have you know whatever been through a different road than Triclops did. You know, um, but also bounty hunters do carry a code of honor. You know, if they're paid to do a job, that's what they're gonna do. And yeah, you know, um, I like Skeletor I mean, using bounty hunters. Like I, I like the idea of. You know, yeah, and Saurod and Triclops, you know, being yeah, oh, yeah, bounty hunters that he frequents a lot, yes, yeah, yeah that was cool. And it's like, and like you, you said, see... it's because he, had... oh, go ahead, but hold on, but I know you're a huge 87 aficionado, but do you do you agree with me in, in, in seeing somewhat of Blade in this coming from this, maybe, or originating from something like this? I, I, I mean, because I, I kind of do, I mean. I, I don't know. I, I honestly never saw him because I just, I, I, I just, you know, I always, 
if you're telling me this is Blade, I, I get, I, you know, as a kid when I watched it, you know, I don't, I didn't have any kind of like connection to Triclops, you know, other than the oh, fact I... that he was, he was the one of two characters that I thought I like to see him in the movie along with Cobra Khan. Those, that's the probably yeah. closest <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. my is my yeah. comparison can get. Triclops I, and Trapdoor. That's what I would have loved to see. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, I. I it's. I feel like Blade's personality is so different from Triclops. I mean, even just from Filmation, from the mini comic, MYP, whatever you want to compare him to, I feel like Blade um, is definitely a more of a cutthroat bounty hunter. Well, uh, well, uh, you know, okay, yeah, agreed. But I'm saying more of like the fighting style with like the sword. You know, like he's. Uh, I I don't know. I just for some probably, reason probably no, more, probably no more than like Jitsu because Jitsu has like a, a samurai sword, so to speak. He also uses big hand, but Blade uses multiple swords. With Triclops yes. is more partial to use one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, I think Triclops is more skillful, whereas like Blade is definitely well, not not to say skillful because he's definitely is, but he's more about like an, a more of an aggression, a, aggressive attack, so to speak, because he's coming. Well, he might be trained better as well because you I yeah. mean to wield two swords. I mean they're heavy as hell. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it makes it makes him more dangerous too. Whereas Triclops yeah, oh, yeah. probably likes the idea of carrying one sword and that's it because that's probably all he needs. Yeah, Blade, he he likes having that much of an advantage over you because he's got his gauntlet of darts, he's got knives on his boots. I mean, he he's a walking weapon essentially. Packed blades, yeah, he's got yeah. blades everywhere. Yeah, so it's just he that he's just all about stabbing weapons. So he's Triclops. more yeah. cut, yeah, more cutthroat and triclops. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I see that aspect without a doubt. Blade, without, yeah, Blade, without would, a doubt. Blade would stab you in the back, whereas triclops would prefer to, yeah, you know, I think, stab you in the front. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, a little more honorable. Yeah, because after you said that about not killing, you know, his friends and going after He-Man, and then at the end warning him about that blast, and then He-Man even, you know, protecting Blade too. Like, so there's a little honor. It's like, well, yeah, because yeah. even if you look back and, and now and look, and, and since we're saying this, I mean, being that he knocked out Battle Cat, being that he knocked out, um, who else was it? Um, Ram Man uh, and then and then Tila. He yeah. just knocked him out and walked away. He could have given them the death blow. He could have, you know, taken him out. Yeah, and he's got he that bad boy. Fe- yeah, he's got the the bad. How do you want to say? Like you know, like you said, he's a hunter, but it's like you know, maybe a bad boy or a bad attitude. But he doesn't have to be completely evil. But like you said, it's not like he's going to be the good guy all the time. But if there's a time that maybe, like you said, like Tyler was saying, oh, a little hint of okay, I'll do this, try to be cool for a second. But otherwise, he's on his own. He's kind of a loner. He's one of those people that doesn't stand and have allegiance to anybody. He does what he does for himself. Well, that's and I guess the bounty hunter is, you know, yeah. or a mercenary. They're hired guns. Yeah, so from, you know, that look of him, then you move into other versions. And then we can say, I guess, what your favorites would be, but what did you think about his portrayal in the Filmation cartoon? Uh, To me, he's... he's, uh, Go ahead, Brian. No, 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 no. Go, go, go. Uh, I, I'm always... I I, I am always going to link him to Diamond Red Disappearance because of the introduction to his character as someone who's just a brute strength um, they really don't focus a whole lot on his powers other than he can see through solid objects to quote, you know, Alan Oppenheimer Skeletor there, mm-hmm. but his, his one scene of strength, strangling He-Man and He-Man is struggling to break out of his grip is, is stuck with me since the day I saw that first cartoon and always thought of Triclops as being until I saw all the characters, the one guy that could tangle with He-Man hand to hand with no weapons. 
mm-hmm. strictly based on strength. And, uh, and yeah, of course, his, his portrayal is, is kind huh. of, you know, back and forth all over the place. He either is, you know, teaming, teaming along with Fangman or Evelyn or, you know, Trapjaw. It's a little inconsistent, but he is strictly, you know, a brute. He's not really using his vision a whole lot. You know, I mean, occasionally, yeah, he uses it some, but it's not, you know, you don't see him using all three of his eyes when you do see him. You see him maybe flip his visor once and he sees like far away or something. So it's like, like you feel like he was underused in that cartoon. Like it started oh off my where gosh, it could be. Geez, he, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like, uh, like Tyler said, but the introduction um, in the disappearing of uh, the diamond, right? The disappearance, uh, the introduction to him was amazing. And then it just kind of like flatlined, you know? Um, Shame. They, yeah, it, they, they kind of dropped the ball with him. They, they, he had so much, so such great expectations that they could have done. There was so many, um, you know, like uh, he, he could have been on his own in a couple of episodes. Uh, did he ever get much into hand-to-hand combat with swords and stuff, Tyler? Do you remember? Did he get to He never had a single sword? weapon in his hand. No. Oh, my no. God. No, not one. Except the rock, I think, right? Didn't he throw a rock or something? He picked, you know, well, like in Dimer, he's, he's picking <laughs> a rock up to find, you know, a, a, yeah. like a satellite dish. And... So like have he touched something in the whole show, huh? No. Well, essentially, yeah, because he, he he's not really you know, like in Time Corridor, you know, he he's there to kind of help, you know. I don't even think he him. had his sword in the Filmation cartoon. No, it, it wasn't even he's on dead. the back. It's like part of no, like, the, the no. stock animation. So not at all. But but most of the evil warriors, I mean, Beastman had his whip, Trapjaw had his attachments, but Merman never had his coral sword. No. You know, you know, Triclops didn't have his sword. You know, Fisto didn't have his. So there's many characters that did not get their their. Yeah. I mean, even Man yeah. at Arms went the majority of the time without his mace. So exactly right. You know, it's but, just the um, thing is, I felt like he should have had something. Meaning, like you said, Fisto, he didn't have a sword, but you know, he had it as his fist. You know, he had that big fist. Well, and, that's why they so, would, they would try to use his his vision as as if like like in Time Corridor, he's. Standing at the at the top of Dragosaur Isle, and he's he's kind of zeroing in on He-Man, Man-at-Arms, Battlecat, and Orko on the raft, like they're coming. So I'm gonna let Skeletor know, you know, He-Man's here, or when they're attacking the fort that's being built on top of Castle Grayskull's current location, he's using his targeting system to let the ape men know or the ape clan, you know, when to fire their catapults and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's it's utilized as a targeting system, but you know it's. You know, like Skeletor calls in the first episode, Gamma Vision. You know, he can see around soft objects, but it just kind of changed based on who was writing the character. You know, it's even even in the mini comic. You know, it's different types of vision. You know, we have night vision. There's there's. I mean, I guess you could probably call whatever you want. Sure, sure. But I I like the idea. Well, you know what? Too, he might change his uh, his. You know, the eyes and the visors as well. I mean. He was uh, um, like, um, a weaponist. Or, uh, well, you know, hey, like, let's well, lead man, into that. What you're just saying, a weaponist. That let's go into MYP. Because well, all right. then we have, well, then we have a whole different. Yeah, so you go ahead. You start that off, Brian. We got a whole different Triclops in that one compared to what we were just talking about. All right. Well, in the MYP cartoon, I see Triclops basically as out for himself. But working for Skeletor uh, and just waiting for that moment to either take control or go out on his own. Um, but he 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 was like the mad scientist. He had his own um, uh, 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 I can't think of the word. Um, 
help me out here, guys. Well, um, Agenda? I don't know. What, what did you? Oh, like he had his own shop. Uh, I oh. don't know what type. Oh, of, uh, his lab. Lab, yeah, you could call it a lab. Um, you know, he had his own place that he mm. that he would be in and, and, and create and 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 make weapons for. Uh, you know, Skeletor and you know, like that. Uh, he he made that 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 thing that. One around He Man, um, Doom Seekers, or or something, or no, or no, that didn't he? Didn't he? Uh, he he make like some something that he couldn't be good, and then they put one on Skeletor that he couldn't awesome. be bad. Turnabout, yeah, Turnabout, right? Um, you know, I I, I like that version of Triclops. Uh, he 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 kind of was like a snarky little uh, pain in the ass. You know, he 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 kind of um, you know, he was out for himself really, and um. I liked it. I, 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 to me, that that was a great version of him. He he was good with the sword. He he used his 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 eyes in in, in different ways. Um, it, it it worked for me. I liked it. Um, I I liked the fact that he actually used his sword. He finally used his sword. He had it on him at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it was cool. And, I, and even that one episode when Skeletor summons them all, and he's uh, yeah, it's like him and Evelyn, and he's like, "What does he want now?" You know, it's just like it, it's cool. It's like, geez, you know, like I can only take so much. What the, you know, what does this guy want now? You know, it's right. I, I I liked it. I liked it a lot. I I enjoyed that version of him. I think it's cool. I I, I really I really dig that version. I think, it, like I said, I think he was just waiting for that moment to. Um. Well, he had his moment. Um. Didn't he make that that that, the that uh, gambit? Yeah, and uh, you know, he 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 made all those those things. I mean, uh, he he had his uh, his moment in time to try to take over. So you know, he, I I that that to me, I like that that version of Triclops. I think I think that was the best uh, so far. Okay. All right. Tyler, what would you think of MYP's Triclops? I was not happy about making him the the scientist. I felt like that's something with that tra- that trap jaw who is con- like using different like you mean like information. He's got a different weapon all the time. I see. I've always seen trap jaw as the guy that would be making weapons for Skeletor mm-hmm. because he is a walking weapon. He needs to upgrade and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I you know I love the idea. I mean, Triclops' look looked fantastic. Oh yeah, seeing, seeing him and He Man clash swords in the last stand—it was only for a brief moment. But to see him, you know. But didn't Triclops him. give him his draw? What in the new versions? Uh, I guess if you if you go by the origin comic book that was done. Uh, yeah, a while I, back. I think he did. You know what yeah. I mean? So like yeah. that—that's that, why. That's why, like again, the MYP version or the MVC version, you know, it was kind of cool. It was different, you know. It made him a different character. It made him more important. Um, uh, towards, he's, towards he's, well, he's betrayed, you know. I mean, in in, in those uh, those comics that were done uh, to coincide with the 2000 cartoon, he's definitely, you know, at least in the first uh, few issues, he's 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 written as somebody who's extremely loyal to Skeletor. I mean, he even, you know, he's the one that kind of uh, gives Skeletor the, the idea that, look, Evelyn and Trapjaw, are, they're, they're planning to, you know, they're plotting against you in the Shard of Darkness storyline. Right. They, they don't beat it over your head, but he's clearly the one that, like, look, Skeletor, you got some problems with your employees here, essentially. They're the ones that go to Zodak, too. Yeah. 
And yeah. uh, and in the cartoon, I've always felt that he wanted Skeletor's respect because, like in the episode you're talking about, where he's he's determined to show, show that he can come up with a plan that can stop the heroic warriors. And yes, I'm going to call them heroic warriors, not the masters for the for the 2000X fans. Um, I just you know he's <laughs> he's determined to say, look, I can do this; it will work. But because Skeletor right. dismisses it immediately, he's just he's very but, you know he's 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 competent. He's definitely Someone I it think, wasn't his idea either. I see it as you know, like if it's not Skeletor's idea, he kind of like knocks it down. You yeah, know, well he likes it at first, and of course it gets out of control. But he's he's convinced it will still work. Of course it does. You know, you know until they destroy the the control. But um, he's definitely somebody that um, you know I, I think he he respects Skeletor because he doesn't. He's not. You know, they're all balking the idea like he's Skeletor has failed so many times to break through the Great Wall. So he's he's kind of in, in unison with Trapjaw and and Beastman and Evelyn for all for kind of balking at that, but I definitely think that he's someone that's held in much higher regard as Skeletor's more competent warrior. And he was the one to notice the crack as well. Yeah, because you know, he's got the Doom Seekers and stuff like that. So yeah. he clearly is like he's definitely paying Triclops a lot more based on what he can bring to the table. You know, whereas Trapjaw, Beastman, Whiplash, Clawful, too well, too bad probably because he's more skillful too, but. A lot of them are just brutes and things like that, whereas Evelyn and, and Triclops and Too Bad, uh, they're a lot more smarter when it comes to that kind of stuff. They can give him a lot more than just muscle. Mm. But um, I, I just um, I, I just never could get behind the idea of Triclops being a scientist for Skeletor. It just, it just didn't seem to – you know, when you see him as somebody in filmation and even, even in those other comics, he's not – not really doing a lot of scientific stuff. He's carrying his sword and he's fighting and things like that. I just, um, you know, like Spike or is like the blacksmith. If you, if you want to get, you just said it. There it is. Spike or that's the person I was wishing and hoping could have been in MYP as the person to make the weapons, because we know him as a blacksmith in the comics. And I felt like, in MYP, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love that Triclops. I mean, like you said, finally we're seeing him using swords. He's doing more stuff with his, you know, his eyes, not just vision to see things, but right, bl- right. making blasts and doing other stuff. But then now you're making him the inventor too. It's like you have way too much stuff going on. It's cool, but I felt like that was out of place for him to be the inventor when it should have been. I mean, Spike or should have showed up. And he could not, have been like a, a good tracker too. Like yeah, if he's got this Doom Seekers who's constantly yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. see Triclops hiding in the forest using Doom Seekers. Like he's constantly spying and tracking all the time like on the car the original figure yeah or, or yeah because like you said we always see he's hiding in the shadows he's doing something he's hunting as we've seen how it was in the mini comics but yeah. more of that a hunter spire a, you know jump in well, and attack his, when he has yeah, to. he's got his doom seekers doing a reconnaissance for him and uh you know, and maybe and that's kind of like a hunter uh, using dogs almost you know that, that would be yeah, kinda like his, yeah. his version of using a hunting dog or the doom seekers yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe if the MYP cartoon did go on further and they did bring in Spike, or maybe him and uh, Triclops could have, you know, teamed up or whatever. You know, maybe you know he would say, "Listen, step aside, sir. I'm taking over the uh, the weapons part, and you can, you know, do whatever else you need mm-hmm. to do." Yeah, it would have you been know? nice to Spike or because yeah, we've had yeah. as you've seen three three major major interpretations of him from the mini comic of being. The hunter slash bounty hunter that just does what he has to do. 
the filmation one where he was kind of a brute but never really got to showcase himself and became more of a bumbler or something. Like not just, that's also because yeah. he was a nonviolent cartoon. You know, well, it, yeah, it, it, but it, I mean, it, he could have uh, did something more. But so he just got the eh, short end of the stick. Then we got MYP, which gave him a lot, but I think in some aspects too much. So I'll say what I – I mean we can all say our versions, but I'm going to say my favorite version of Triclops is from the Terror of Triclops mini-comic. I love that interpretation of him, and I think out of those three versions, I'm going to pick him as my top. Oh, it's, yeah, that's a, it's a great version of him. I mean, uh, you know, we went over it. I mean, it's 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 great. I mean, he has a code of honor. He's uh, he's out for a cause. He's got to fill <laughs> – He's got to do what he, he's uh, sent out to do, and you know that, that's what he was going to do. And um, so, who would you pick, Brian, out of all the three versions? What's your? Uh, I'm, I'm going with MYP. I, I just MYP. love the MYP cartoon and everything about it. So okay, I guess that means pick. Tyler's got to pick film. No, <laughs> no, go ahead, Tyler. You. <laughs> I, I got. I gotta go with the mini comic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I just um I like that extra layer of depth to the character, and I and plus I, I like. You know, and of course, he's not used as a bounty hunter. He becomes like an official evil warrior after that mini comic. You don't see him doing anything else other than that. But I, um, yeah, if, if, if they if they kept up with that consistent, you know, idea that he's a hired gunman or a hired swordsman, however you want to call him, there, um, I, I think that'd be a wonderful uh, idea of kind of giving a little bit extra to the evil warriors, you know, I mean, because they're all hired guys who work for Skelter, but I mean, essentially doing jobs, whereas this guy is a hired, you know, assassin. Mm-hmm. And, and people love assassins. You think of Boba Fett and all the other oh, yeah. bounty hunters and stuff like that. If, if Triclops was, was portrayed in the current comic book movie or whatever as a hired assassin, you, the fan falling for that character, someone who's extremely cunning, and smart and 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 I mean is is as fast as with a sword as he is thinking, uh, he he would become like such a, a giant fan favorite, you know. For That'd some... be a cult following. You're right. That's I never really thought of that. But yeah, could you imagine if Triclops could have constantly been portrayed as he was in the Terror Triclops, but then also not ever officially joining Skeletor, but he's doing his own thing like yeah. that. I think you're right. He could have been the Boba Fett of Masters of the Universe. Yeah, 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 but you and know, I love I, to see him tangling. I'm glad that, hunters. but I'm glad that we got what we got because we did get enough of them. Because you know, maybe um, mm. you know, as the bounty hunter uh, part, we might not have seen him as much. You know, he might not have been a part of the group. We probably would have gotten just, him as a solo villain a lot of a lot of the mini comics. Well, yeah, you could have. They introduced a new heroic warrior. Well, Triclops is, is, is the main villain. He was hired to take out Queen Marlena. Well, Extendar has, has been brought on to, you know, help with the, you know, or, or Clam yeah. Champ. Clam yeah. Champ is the new is the new bodyguard. Triclops has been hired to take out Queen Marlena. You know, right. that we got we got good hand-to-hand combat fighting with Clam Champ and Triclops. That'd be nice. That could be yeah, cool. That'd, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's, they're, they're so, I mean, but that's what makes He-Man so great. All three of us, we're, we're talking about all these different interpretations of these characters. That's what makes it such a wonderful property, man. We, mm-hmm. we have got so many interpretations of great characters. We, we, look, look, we just said we've seen Triclops as a scientist, as a bounty hunter, as a brute. I mean, yep. it's, it's three interpretations yeah. of the character, and they're all – and all three of them are still good. Oh, sure. yeah, but they're Regardless all stellar. I mean, they're all, I mean they, they all hit hit the, the, the nose on the head. I mean, they're all really good. And, um, 
he nailed every role, sort of to speak. You know, he 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 was good in all of them, in my eyes. I mean, I, and I, don't I hate know, that you, he's I, overshadowed so much by by like you know, Trap Jaw and Beastman and Merman. I feel like those are always the three that get used a whole lot. And it's yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. medium you saw, coloring books, story books, whatever. Tri Club's always got the short end of the stick, and, and when sure. it came to appearances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Beastman and Merman were the generals, and you know that was kind of set in stone since the beginning. And uh, you know, Evelyn was always there as well. And then you know, you'd have Triclops or Trapjaw or Clawful or somebody else that would join in, join in on them. Um, so uh, you know, he definitely had used to... a lot more NYP, and I and I will oh, say yeah. just to kind of keep it all together. My brother was never into He Man, and I told him that. You ought to see the upgrade of Triclops, and and I said I think this will be the character. And this is when we saw like the the, the teaser trailer. It was just nothing but music, and it was okay. images. And I remember seeing the shot of Triclops firing an optic blast out of his uh, visor, and I thought this would be a character I think my brother would get into. And sure enough, he watched he watched <laughs> the, the pilot, and Triclops became his favorite character. And he, That's cool. He, nice. And, and he That's collected cool. the, the toy line, watched the cartoon, and he absolutely Wow, loved really? He got into yeah. it that big? He got in. I mean, he was buying all wow. the toys. I mean, he became a big Cyclone fan. I mean, he doesn't keep, care less about it right now. But at the time, <laughs> he you know. Up on he, it? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he was a big toy collector in comic books and stuff, and he's just kind of grown out of it, and I, I've never quit. But it, it yeah. was great to be watching He-Man this, with my brother. And he yeah. really got into Triclops, especially. And I thought this is going to be the one that's going to bring him into this cartoon. And yeah. sure enough, because he really liked how he was portrayed. He liked him as this kind of, you know, cunning warrior. And he liked and he loved Roboto's Gambit because he was going out on his own and doing mm-hmm. his own thing. Yeah, and, yeah. He just loved the look, especially the action figure that the Four Horsemen did with like the, the kind of Roman drape or loincloth. And the, I mean, just right. in the removable head. head. Yeah. Oh, and, and that in the removable head that he had too. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty yeah. cool. So it was. It was. He, it, Triclops, you know, got my brother into He-Man for a while. So I have a lot to thank that character. So. Did you catch that? Cool. I didn't know if you caught that. Did your brother have one of the plopped off heads? Because almost every Triclops figure's head just fell off. I don't know why. Oh no, that. no. I mean, the Triclops. No, what are you talking head. about? No. Are like you serious? The visor came off. No, the the 2000X figure. I mean, people were saying it when um oh, I first started getting out of line. Yeah, people were saying, oh, man, the 2000X Triclops figure seems like his head's always falling off. I was like, oh, come on now. That didn't happen. Uh, and one day I was moving my figure around on the shelf, and his head popped right off. No, didn't have that problem with ours. Did you put it back in? Um, well, I just I glued it, so it's the first figure I had with a glued head on top. It was Joe's first uh, out, uh, introduction to customizing. That was yeah, it. Yeah, without even, that's it. It was it. Triclops got me into it, but. Well, man, that, that was – yeah, super glue. Well, that was an intense thing with Triclops, and maybe for the future we'll even discuss even – oh, this this would be – this might get some fans angry. Well, I don't think it would be an interesting oh, conversation, but there, would be <laughs> Alcala mini-comics versus Mark Texera mini-comics. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, 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 nice, that's, that's a nice little too, battle. too drastic there because I think they're, too, they're very similar. They're, well, well, like I said, I, like I said earlier, Texera carried the torch. He kept it going, you know, and then after Teixeira, that's when it kind of went, you know, kind of, you know, poppy, I guess you want to say. Or, uh, That'd be different. That'd be well, a- I, well, I think really, and, and really the He-Man mini-comics didn't really get a lot, really light and fluffy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they did. They had their bad ones, don't get me wrong. But I feel like at least for the first three three waves of figures, even when Larry Houston was, draw, was drawing, like, go back to Clash of Arms now. 
I mean, there's a lot of series. But yeah, I feel like Texera and Alcala are very. I mean, their art styles are completely different, but they, they their 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 interpretations of the characters. Yeah. They're yeah. they're very similar. There's there's very definitely similar. a very a heavy Conan aspect in both their styles. Yeah, because um, you know what's weird is we we kind of like call them that, even though yes, they had writers that you know there are you know people who actually wrote those comics that are different. I yeah, guess but I, I, I have to think that the artists and the writers had to come to you know come together and 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 talk about it because I think it's just easier it's easier because we just can identify by the art of yeah. and the art of uh Tex era it's just easier to say but i mean yeah you're right some of those that got fluffy after a while i mean i know tyler one of his favorites is uh, leech the master of such and that was fantastic mini comic <laughs> oh gosh, man! We'll we're gonna bring up horrible ones in a future episode too, because my God, if one didn't make sense, and was terrible. I don't have the I don't have the, the the courage to sit through like an hour, an hour and a half discussion talking about a bad mini comic, man. I just feel like I would. Just, <laughs> we'll I, have I'd to throw one in. Just name them, you know, and just move on. Dear God, um, <laughs> you know, just, yeah, like, like I said, it popular and. I don't even think I could. I don't even know if I'd be able to read that one. It was just, it was so terrible. And then the art was just everywhere. And we'll at least mention it because that one was a very confusing one. Is that a, a DC one? Did DC no, take no, over? No, 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 right. that, was, that was part of the uh, Mattel's uh, staff. That, that. that was part oh, of the. Yeah. Hot, that was called the Hot Garbage Line because that was. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least not all the Horde members got short in it because Hordak had <laughs> arguably one of the top five, you know, mini comics that had ever been done. Grizzler had a solid one. Modulock had a decent one, but uh, I know yeah. you're not saying anything about Mantena. Well, his his wasn't any good either. Menace. The Menace of Man- Yeah, that, that the, yeah. the cover's decent, but the book sucks. Um, yeah. you know, they, it's just kind of one of those, those books where there's a lot of inconsistent, but Grizzlor, Hordak, and, mm. uh, I think Grizzlor and Hordak had probably, well, Hordak definitely had the best one of, of all, of all the introduction of all the Horde members. And, I, and that goes for Mosquito. That was, that was a pretty good one too. Yeah. Uh, Multibot, the Horde Trooper, Dragstore, yeah. uh, Drag had one. the best one. I mean, that, that, now that UK is, story is awesome too. Do what now? The UK Dragster story. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, we uh, can do that though. We'll bring up the good and bad of the Horde mini comics. Maybe that could be a, a yeah, it could be a future show. Oh my gosh, the the, the Horde act, the ruthless leaders' revenge is like the Royal Rumble of mini comics, man. I that mean, was. it's all we're missing is the Snake Men in that comic. I mean, That's it is. Right. It's just yeah. like it's 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 like you know they had uh, Jim Ross and Jim Cornette like you know booking <laughs> this mini comic. You know when there was nothing but quality, man. There's characters right. turn on each other left and right. Felt like you're watching a WWF uh, pay-per-view back in the day or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like we had good quality people booking, you know, yeah. and, and that's yeah. what this this one is. Man, we had this great build-up. It's it's like Hordak and Skeletor come out to the ring. Hordak's got a proposal to Skeletor here, you know, and cue Skeletor's music here, and he comes out like Edge, you know, on this day. No, hey, wait, wait. Can we have Skeletor come out to Gangrel's music? I loved Gangrel's music. That was. Uh, I feel like that would be the Horde's music, man. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, that would be cool. Rising up to the fire. Yeah, and that rising was... up to red fire, man. That was that funky. I don't know how we got on Gangrel and WWE. Well, yes, I do because we just went through that. Well, these characters, man. But see, this, this would be. Oh, this is fantastic, <laughs> man. Maybe Skeletor, Skeletor's going to be like the Nation of Domination's thing. Oh, man, please. <laughs> we'll, we'll, he we'll takes just like going hard, dude. We'll we'll save it for a future one. We'll oh, save it for a Blue Blazer. That'd be Web Store. Yeah, there. yeah, okay. yeah. It's well, definitely. I was gonna say before before um we sign off, I was gonna bring up uh a fan who um 
he wanted to share a memory with us. He liked some of our memory episodes we did at one time. And right. his name is uh, Christopher Glenn Dahlberg. And he remembered when he would trade like figures when he was a kid and he could never get his Hordak one. But he said he honestly said getting a new toy was like Christmas to him. He said back in the 80s, as you know, we had to wait for things. He says kids yeah. don't need to, he said kids don't need to wait anymore, which is true. He said they want it. The Internet is there. We, we oh, yeah. had to wait. He said we had to wait for Saturday morning cartoons. We had to we had to go peg shopping, you know. That's right. We had to wait for our birthdays and Christmas, or had to make a huge scene in Kmart till mom bought us the toy we <laughs> wanted. <laughs> and I was like, man, I can relate. I remember being in Kmart. My God, if there was a toy or coloring book, boy, did you want it? And then he said, this is the one that kind of hit with me too, because it was the only other line I collected. He said he remembers mixing He Man's with Sectars. And I used to have sectars. I actually felt like they were kind of like a buzz off yeah, race. I they did, always felt I like did they too. Did. I just, I just, I just couldn't make the connection. Just like with Thundercats, they were just out of, what? They were just too big. I love the sectars. Oh, you had to like them. Well, you, oh, you, I'm not saying I did it. It's just that the, I, I just couldn't use them together. They were just way too, too big? big and different well, in size. Strictly I mean, on a on a on a playing basis, you need to have figures that are similar in height, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt the same way too. I couldn't combine you know, yeah. toy lines either. I it would have been cool, but I felt the I same. I mean, way I did. Too. Don't get me wrong. I definitely did. But I mean, it would have been a lot cooler if you know if they were some way, somewhat same size. Not not saying the same features and dimensions, but at least yeah. You know, Mattel and LGN should have been in the same bed together. They should they should have really been thinking about us. Right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Not their own selves. But no, I. But yeah, so he remembers the He-Man with the Sectars, and he said he remembers listening to his books on tape, on his awesome. very own ta- on his very own tape player. He said that was a big deal at five years old, and he says when I think back to those days, every day was sunny. I remember how cool Panther was, how his fur or velvet felt. He said, and he said for some reason, Mom always bought me the villains. I had more bad guys than good guys, and that's kind of what he left it at. But that was kind of cool how he said that. He said, you, you know, back in those days, every day was sunny. And, you know, that does make you think when you were a kid and you enjoyed your figures. You know, there was no troubles, yeah. no worries, and it did seem yeah. like it was a sunny day all the time. So thanks, Christopher, for uh, your memory. We oh yeah, definitely. It. Yes, thank great. you. It's great to hear the feedback. Yeah. If anybody else has anything else to say, please feel free. You know, contact yeah, uh, people's uh, feedback or questions they want to ask us or sure. anything like that. You know, sure. Exactly. If there's any so, books that you want to sell, I mean, what, what was that? Did did we have a couple of voicemails? We had some people inquiring about. Oh, Jesus, um, some Garfield and our uh, Popeye. I don't know what that – well, somebody was. I didn't know if somebody thought we were selling stuff, but somebody did ask about if we were selling Popeye or Garfield or He-Man. Are you customizing storybooks now, Joe? I I am customizing (laughs) storybooks. I'm making my own stories. I'm making my own audio tapes. No, (laughs) there ain't no way I'm doing that. But no – German too. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I don't know. I guess if you were looking for those type of books, honestly, for the people that were inquiring about, I mean, just just check eBay. You can go to eBay, and they're always or even Amazon. Amazon. They're cheap as hell on Amazon. You get them for like a penny. Yeah, type in He-Man audiobook or you know Garfield book or whatever you're looking for. Trust me, you'll find them. There's tons of them there. You shouldn't have any issues. And then one other person was asking about a book that of every He-Man figure, not not like the merchandise, but the figures that were made in the 80s, but it was just pictures. Is that how he asked for it and what it was? And did you know something about yeah, that? Right? Yeah, and like I said, I, I, I believe that there was a book made 
um, or a DVD was made uh, years ago. Somebody made it of all the fan made thing, a fan made. Yeah, yeah, fan made it. Um, And um, it was like all the variants across around the world. Um, You know, you had your your flat back, your your round back, Mm. two bed here, and the black face, the the black face grizzlor, the yellow borders in France. I mean, all the different versions. You had the Yugoslavian. Uh, I guess they were the knockoffs, but you know, they were he wasn't hands. asking, he wasn't in reference to. We know about the Tomarts guides. And yeah, the yeah. I don't, I don't think he meant that. I, I'm, I'm thinking he was meaning the, uh, the variant book or DVD, whatever it was. I don't really remember, okay. but it is out there. Um, you know, Google it. Uh, you, you, you'll probably be able to find it still if it's still available. If not, maybe you can find somebody that can hook you up with a copy or something. But okay. um. If that's what you're looking for, it's the variant. I think it's uh, the variants of the world of He-Man or something like that. So it's out there. It's uh, it's definitely. I remember seeing it years ago. So somebody did put the time and effort into making it, and uh, I heard it's really cool. Okay. Heard it's really cool. So. Mm. All right, guys. We had a great show today. Um, I had fun. Um. I uh, like the little pop up that the uh, dirt did. That was very cool. Very cool, cool yeah, uh, question I, for I us. Need to do more of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not too much. And, uh, I'll keep that in mind for the future. Thanks. Oh, there he is. <laughs> All right. He's popping, up, he's popping up like Looky every once in a while now, but whatever. Yeah, you're gonna have to find him in Toasty. every episode. Oh God. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, begin with you, Tyler. What do you uh, have to say to anybody? Um, let's see here. I'll keep plugging the live-action movie. Um, I'll keep plugging Axel's artwork. People go check out his artwork on his his, his Facebook page or Divine Art. Um, and that's Axel Jimenez, correct? For yes, people, yes. Axel Jimenez's artwork. Um, su- super humble guy. Um, I just want to keep plugging. Very gracious, and he's very and he's very uh, approachable. So, oh yeah, even if you speak to him, if you have to, like that, yeah. yeah. I mean, he will he will respond to you. He will get back to you. Um, his, his English isn't up to the he, best. That's what he, he says, says, man. He, he's he, a liar. He's fine. Axel, he, he, he can, can speak perfect English. He, 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 he's just yeah. too humble. He's too yeah, humble. He's a, Humble, awesome guy. He's the only he's one that. A good guy. I, I've interacted with him in the past, and he's a, he is very good. He's a very good person. He takes the time um, to talk to the fans, interact with the fans. Like I said, he just if you do ask him a question, just give him time, and he will respond to you. Trust me. Anybody he's very good like that. Me- Anybody that keeps the media orbs alive is just the most awesome person. <laughs> God bless you, Axel. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. We, see, that's why we need to have somebody like Axel in charge of, of, of current artwork, man. The guy can put in Easter eggs for every little nook and cranny, clip, you know, clip, uh, niche market of He-Man fans. If you like, he's the guy that gets it, plain yeah. and simple. He and gets he, it. He understands he, he can make it. Any, he he can make anything that you're questionable about look good. That's right. Yeah, that too. Yeah, with, yeah. yeah without a shadow of a doubt, you're right. I mean, it's we we could probably he could make um, he could make he, that horrible songster. Do you, anybody ever hear of songster? He up, can dude. make that. Oh, okay, now go ahead. <laughs> he could turn songster. You got to meet your orbs. I got my songster. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if he drew songster, he would make him look very like epic looking. You know, he he could yeah. make um, 
uh, gosh, is, I mean, really, if you look at the stuff he's done, he's done a ton of stuff for me. I if mean, you're listening, Axel, that's a plug for you. We'd like to see you draw a songster. <laughs> I want to see him draw this uh, new mini comic we're talking about where if it's a hypothetical if He-Man got killed and his daughter was She-Ra and She-Ra went on to be savage, he could draw that up. Draw that, Axel. If, he, if he's given cool. a reason to draw Alcala in the Horde, uh, he'd probably do it for free. That's right. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah. Such, he's a big fan of the Horde and he, he's a big fan of Alcala. So I think he's a big fan of the property, period. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, there, there's... Uh, he, like uh, I said, he gets it. You know what I mean? He's not a you know a fly by night guy. He gets it. He's uh, he he's a fan. He understands what what fans want. He you know and he, uh, I I I've read or asked him and he you know he replied that he had mm-hmm. more more ideas and you know just Mattel wouldn't do it. So it just shows know. how cool Axel is because our closing comments yeah. just turned into another segment about Axel. That's how awesome he is. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we could do a full-length discussion just discussing his artwork and the things he's done, man. I mean, I, I, I seriously could. Yeah, no, no, he's he, a good he's, guy. He's, he really is. He's a good guy. Joe, it's your turn. My turn? No, I just want to thank everybody that posts every day and all your comments on the show and just all the Masters of the Universe, Princess of Power, New Adventures fans in general that just share their love for these properties and keeping it alive. You know, God bless you. I love seeing your stuff. Cool. All right. It's my turn. Uh, I'd just like to say thank you again to everybody listening. Um, the numbers do not lie. It's amazing. And from the bottom of my heart, I thank you all for listening and downloading and, uh, giving the three of us a chance to, uh, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, help you learn, discover, just bullshit with us. I mean, it's, it's Mm -hmm. great. Um, I, I love it. Um, you know, always catch us at uh, fansofpower.com for this and past episodes. Always check out popculturenetwork.com for, I mean, everything and anything pop culture, you know, comic books and whatnot. You know, it's there. Um, check out the uh, hemanworld.com for, uh, you know, all He-Man stuff, She-Ra stuff. Um, John Atkins is another big 87 movie guy, so he's always got a lot of 87 movie mm-hmm. stuff up there. He's good friends with Blade. Uh, Blade. He's a good guy. In real life. So, uh, you know, he's got the inside scoop always with him. Um, check out the Yolan Compass and He-Man She-Ra New Adventures page, uh, Facebook page. Uh, check out the 80s Masters Facebook page. And... Um, that about do it man and i'm just gonna tell everybody to rock on like usual and have a powerful day good journey